Welcome to Mom Homie, a podcast that advocates work from home moms who want to balance their careers with their little ones in the mix. I'm your host, writer, fellow mom, and family woman, Brittany Drake. Every two weeks, I share my experience, what I've learned, and ideas and hopes of easing and affirming feelings about the work from home mom life. This month, I wanted to try something a little different with Mom Homie because, as you all may know, I am a big movie buff, and recently I've been watching a lot of movies that explore the mother-daughter or matriarch-granddaughter relationship. And given that it's the month of mothers, I thought this would be an appropriate time to tap into those and kind of talk about them and just have a little bit of fun in these upcoming episodes and blogs for the month. They all help me self-reflect on how I mother Savannah and how I was raised by my own mother. And more often than not, instead of feeling or reacting in a way of, I'd never do that, I'm more interested in learning why certain characters act the way that they do. So for this episode, I'm exploring everything, everywhere, all at once, as it easily became one of my top five favorite movies. If you have not seen it, please pause this episode and go watch it and then come back. I would hate to give it all away and take away from the truly amazing experience that you can have from this movie. So I'm also going to stop hyping it up and let you be the judge for yourself. This past weekend, I was at my in-laws and I'd asked my mother-in-law if she had seen the movie. And she said she did. And she said it was crazy, but that the main character was having a nervous breakdown. And I never really thought of it that way. I was stuck on it being about mother-daughter relationships that I forgot about the main character's relationship with her father and how it was her husband's plea for kindness that brought her back to reality. This movie also explores what if better than anything I've ever seen. And while I sometimes wonder what if I started my business years ago or waited a little longer to have kids or whatever. It's true that I wouldn't want to be in any other reality but this one. The other things I recognize from this movie is the cultural, societal, and economic pressure we live under that causes trauma in our relationships. It explains why Joy or Joju Tupaki, depending on um, how you're you know, seeing the characters, Um, believes that nothing matters as a result of her mother's disapproval. And it explains why Evelyn is so hard on Joy because of what Evelyn's father thinks of her. And it's why Evelyn is in trouble with the IRS for the many quote-unquote hobbies and why she feels like a failure. It's also why Waymond wants that sort of divorce. It's also why So many people were easily influenced by Joju's beliefs and mission to give into everything. For me, this movie spoke to my fears in maintaining a happy marriage and maintaining a happy kiddo and maintaining a happy family and also just having a happy career. It also spoke to me about a mother's ego and how powerful we are in rearing children yet vulnerable to the pressure of essentially being the beacon in how our children navigate the world. Like that sounds insane. That sounds really crazy. (laughs) Even just saying it right now, like, oh, that's a lot of pressure. I think I got a hot flash. But, um, you know, this isn't coming just for me. This is coming from physician Gabor Matei, who just interviewed with Joe Rogan on the Joe Rogan Experience. And he had a lot to say about parenting the relationship of mothers to their children that I think is worth hearing. And I like that his perspective is very, um, I won't say clinical, but it's very observant. It's not 
a um it's not he's not chastising anybody he's not saying anyone's lacking he's not calling out anybody he's simply just going off of his observation his experience as a physician and also just his life so i would say uh give that a listen as well and still given the power of a mother i don't think that mothers can be solely responsible for their children's trauma decisions experiences etc as we see in everything, everywhere, all at once, and how Evelyn responds to her own traumatic relationship with her father. There's a reason it's called generational trauma and not mother's trauma. So whether Evelyn was having a nervous breakdown or not, I haven't decided, but the question I had for today's podcast is, is Evelyn's ego unhinged? But before we dive in, let's do our affirmation. Motherhood is not perfectionism, and our children will still love us when they realize we're not perfect. Isn't that freeing? I think it is. I'll be right back. Hey, Brittany here. This is not a commercial. It's a moment for you, mama, to take a break and go pee, grab a snack, or take a breath. So go ahead, put me on pause. I'll wait. Okay, so before we explain Evelyn's ego, I want to remind you of the characters. So we have Evelyn, our protagonist. We have Waymond, who is Evelyn's husband. We have Joy, or Joju Tupaki, who is Evelyn's daughter and the main antagonist. And then we have Gong Gong, Evelyn's father. And if you hear me say alpha at all, I'm referring to the main alternate reality besides the one that Evelyn, that we know and that we're rooting for, lives in. And if you are still confused, I'm so sorry. It's probably because you haven't seen the movie or maybe you saw it once or maybe you didn't like it and so you didn't care to understand it. Whatever it is, I would say either watch it again or I'm sorry if you don't like this episode. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you do, stick with me. So anyway, why is Evelyn's ego unhinged? I think that her ego is unhinged because... Throughout the movie, she is reality testing and launching into different realities to activate skills, feelings, knowledge, and just everything that all of her other selves would have known, right? And if we go back to that Oxford definition that I shared with you guys a couple of episodes back where I'm talking about you know, what ego is and what that means... It is defined as the part of the mind that mediates between the conscious and the unconscious and is responsible for reality testing in a sense of personal identity. So I actually think that Evelyn is having a identity crisis and not so much a nervous breakdown because she has um, lived this life that she essentially is you know, unhappy with. She doesn't feel worthy of it. Um, she doesn't feel respected. And, you know, she's wondering, how did I get here, right? And she's like, I'm in charge of this failing laundromat, which is about to, you know, be pulled from under me because of her issues with the IRS and everything. So with that said, I think that because she was given this opportunity to explore different realities and see what her life could have been had she made different decisions, it wasn't hard for her to sort of go on this ride of like, this. things could have been better for me. And I think that her ego is bruised. And so she, you know, is definitely vulnerable to other realities and what could have been. I say all of that because I think the main reason that she 
is exploring these other realities is because she wants to prove that she is something and she wants to feel worthy of respect or given the reality that she actually lives in, she wants to prove that she's the right Evelyn for the mission as we know all of the other Evelyns from the other universes have been murdered. So I think that for her, this is her chance to prove something to herself and to her father and, you know, ultimately, um, you know, gain the respect that she's always wanted. That's good and all, but one of the things is that she ends up being like very selfish on this mission, right? Like she um, tells Waymond that she should have never left with him at some point and he's like completely brokenhearted by that not to mention like he's already in the process of like maybe divorcing her um even though he's sort of trying to like fill it out and see like can they work something out is it worth still giving a shot like you know he's not very um forthcoming with the divorce papers and then when you know things are going um really bad with her and her daughter she never at any point or I won't say never but early on when she's going through her different realities, she's not worried about, oh, my daughter doesn't exist in these other realities. She's sort of like, wow, like what my life could have been. Isn't this nice and shiny and beautiful? And, you know, and oh, I can sing in this one. And in this one, I can, you know, do uh, all types of Kung Fu and things like that. So yeah, it's, it was shiny, and, but you know, not everything that glitters is gold. So it's like, at what cost was she willing to, you know, give up her current reality for another one, right? Looking at the main villain and how she came to be, Joju Tsubaki, um, she is a product of Alpha Evelyn's desperation to be something or to have made something great. And she's, you know, putting on the pressure on her daughter, right? And her daughter essentially becomes this all-being because of the pressure that um, Evelyn has passed on to Joy. And that's not coming from nowhere. That's coming from Evelyn's father, Gong Gong. And surprisingly enough, I think it was Alpha Gong Gong that realized the error of his harsh parenting when he tried to convince Evelyn to kill joy to kill her joy and her reality instead of doing what Evelyn ultimately did which was under women's plea to approach her with kindness I think that Evelyn's terrible relationship with her father is what gave her the awareness and strength to break bad behavior and see her daughter and I think that it was the first time that we see our antagonist sort of pause and come back to feeling like something does matter because at some point she's saying nothing matters let's just give into everything and everything is the bagel and it's like what a way to go right don't give into everything something does matter you know and so that was um i think the first time that evelyn was able to get through to joju tsubaki and say hey something does matter. This matters. You matter to me, you know? And that was like the first like, you know, crack in uh, the antagonist. And so when I revisit this whole movie and what it is and what it means, 
yes, obviously you have a physical antagonist in Joju Tupaki, but I think the bigger antagonist is just generational trauma and seeing how Evelyn's father and the way he treated her became, you know, her downfall. She was born the wrong way, you know, like we see she's born and it's like, so sorry, you had a girl, you know, it's like immediate disappointment and she was never going to live up to her father's expectations no matter what. And now she's sort of putting that same pressure on her daughter and it's just ruining all of them, right? So throughout Evelyn's breaks from reality, she was only thinking about herself, as I said before, feeling what her life would have been like if she had left Wayman and never came to America to this failing laundromat and to file taxes. But in the moment where she admits like to her daughter, like, yeah, you know, this isn't a great reality for us, but it's the only reality that you're in. And so I'm going to be right here beside you. That was the moment that she was able to find her balance again in her own reality, appreciate her own reality, and to not want to give in to what could have been, but rather what is, and find her joy again. So hopefully this isn't like rambly to you. Hopefully you get the the gist and the ride that we're on right now. And um, it is a very complicated movie to explain, but it's even better to watch. So. Um, I've watched it twice now. I plan on watching it again in the park here in Chicago. And like, just, I love it. Again, in my top five. So what balances Evelyn's ego is realizing that she is not above consequences and she's not above the worst consequence of all, which is losing her daughter. And how beautiful is that, right? I'll be back after this. Moms, do you have something to say or add about the work from home mom life? I'm looking for a diverse array of guests who want to share the experience, knowledge, and support to offer solutions that make work from home mom life easier. If this sounds like something you want to be a part of, contact me using the info in the show notes. Thanks. Now back to the show. Okay, so to go back to my mother-in-law's initial conclusion, I don't think Evelyn was having a nervous breakdown, but I do think that she was feeling unworthy, like a failure, feeling bouts of imposter syndrome, feeling overall doubts and insecurity. In the beginning, her life's work is this laundromat, which she's obviously not proud of, and she's at risk of losing it. She, it's, it's a failing laundromat. How do you fail laundry, right? But I mean, apparently it happens. But by the end, she learns that her life's work is actually her relationship with her family and that the answer isn't to feel like nothing matters, but rather reevaluate what matters the most, starting with her daughter, then her husband, and then her father. I've said it before, but I want Savannah to always feel like I'm proud of her and know that I am. But I also don't want her to feel the pressure to be perfect or that my way is the right way and the only way to do something. I know she's her own person and I respect that. I also want her to know I'm not perfect and that she can come to me with anything even if she thinks I'll feel a certain way. Someone once told me you can't control how you feel but you can control how you react. 
So we're still not perfect. And if I were to react badly, I would still want Savannah to know that my reaction can be wrong and that I'm responsible for that reaction and that I have no problem genuinely apologizing. I truly believe that she is my equal and some parents may disagree because culturally we've always shifted ideas on who is deserving of respect or that people who are older or have more wisdom are worthier of respect. However, I think it's important to teach our kids what respect looks like and that it matters and that it starts at home among the other people that are in the house as well as pets. So they create and respect other people's boundaries in the real world. And I think an equal level of respect is what Evelyn has at the end of everything, everywhere, all at once with her daughter, her husband, and her father. I look forward to what's to come for the rest of this month, and I'll be exploring more mother-daughter relationships like Stephen King's Carrie and the original Rhoda Penmark from The Bad Seed. For more about that, check out tomorrow's blog, which drops at 8 a.m. on Wednesday, May 3rd on momhomie.com. Thank you so much again for listening to this episode, and I'll catch you in a couple weeks. Bye.